The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Dead or alive, you're gutting with me. Hey, gang, how are you? Summer is here, and that also means, well, not really, it doesn't mean, but it just so happens we've got a new episode today. That is right, Matt Laszlo joins Kevin Israel and myself to take on the 1987 cult classic, RoboCop. Yeah. Before we get to it, don't forget, we're in the metaverse at the Joke Comedy Room. Sure, whatever you want to call it. And of course, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us. And guttingthesacredcow.com to get a sweet tank top. It's summertime. Show those guns off or that gunt off. Whatever you want to show off, we don't care. Just go to guttingthesacredcow.com and grab something. Tell a friend, keep on doing that. And we really, really, really love how we get to interact with you folks on a day in, day out basis. Find us on all the socials, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now Discord. Yeah, we're figuring that one out, so be patient. And without further ado, here's Matt Laszlo trying to take down RoboCop. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah, it's training right now. Yeah, it doesn't matter because we're good in the sacred cow. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Kevin Israel, name that film. Why the fuck am I blanking on the name of the movie? I, Apocalypse now. Apocalypse Now. Thank you. I was going to say. Mean, I, could, I could see the scene of the, of the guys surfing in the background and everything. And I don't know why I just blanked on the name of the film. I'm taking credit for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you fucking With missed this one. <laughs> Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel back again. Wow, what a run we are having. Having with our, our our selections by the guest, The Warriors, Return of the Jedi, Batman 1989, Back to the Future, American Pie. Wow. Everyone is pulling all the stops out for the good ones. And we've got our guest today, Matt Laszlo. Matt, pal, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, living the dream here in Washington, D.C. Welcome, He's, Matt. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Matt. Matt, before we get Your started. dollars hard at work. Why don't you tell everybody what you're up to, where we can find you? We like to do plugs at the beginning and the end. On the Twitterverse, I'm at Matt Laszlo. Um, that's mostly where I'm at. Twitterverse, it is. Capital and stuff. I should start with telling everyone I'm sick as a dog. 
I'm on the Trump diet of just a ton of Sudafed right now. So I think <laughs> that's technically meth uh, mixed with a little vodka. So I'm pumped. Is it the Rona? No, I've done two tests. I think it's just a lame old cold. Just, a, just, a, just the old cold. All right. Suck. Because then well, you look tell good. people you're sick and they think you have the plague. <laughs> or or he's detoxing. I don't know which one it is, but it sounds fun. Not detoxing. <laughs> I thought you were pulled. I thought there was a whipped cream can. I thought you were gonna do whippets right here. But I've been a first on this podcast. I was like, that guy's crazy. Yeah. I have been a Rolling Stone contributor in the past, so I'm game for whatever. Goddamn right. Matt has chosen the nineteen eighty seven classic classic? Classic. Robocop. A budget. At the time of thirteen point three million, a box office haul of fifty three point four million. Turn that into twenty twenty two money. Thirty three point eight million dollar budget, eighty six million dollar gross. Not the crazy ones we've seen of late, Kevin Israel, but still nonetheless a money maker. I'm going to talk about it in my notes, but I feel like the the marketing of this movie versus what the movie actually was probably ended up kind of screwing it in the box office i'm very much concerned because i did nothing in the terms of research for marketing but here we go uh imdb as we know they say scale one through ten with decimal points hey matt what do you think robocop got on the old imdb maybe eight eight flat kevin israel six nine seven six Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Matt rocking out the George McFly haircut from Back to the Future, I notice. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Critics. You are my, des- my density. <laughs> I mean, your, de- your destiny. Uh, Critics, Kevin Israel, as you know, Rotten Tomatoes, 1 through 100. Give me the critic score, what you think RoboCop has scored with those folks that we've known to loathe. I feel like critics might have liked this one, so I'm going to say uh, an 82. 82. Matt Laszlo, what do you think? I'll go 70. 90. Wow. Damn. They really liked it. Yes, they did. <laughs> now we go back to Matt. Matt, what did the audience think of RoboCop on Rotten Tomatoes? And is that... 1 through 100 again. Scale. Yeah, same scale, same scale. 1 through 100. I'll go 70. I'll stick with it. Kevin Israel? Uh, 80. 84! Not bad, not bad. Quotes? You know this was coming from me. I'll buy that for a dollar. Uh, That was the first one I had to. It's it's everyone's in this film. (laughs) And a second quote that I've loved on this podcast that I don't think you got, bitches leave. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember hearing it, but it yeah. wasn't. It didn't. Wasn't like, oh, I need to say this in my day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 fun when you when you go to a party, like a bar, and you, know, you try to get ready to get out of the bar if you ever worked in a restaurant. Bitches leave. That always cracked me up. <laughs> and of course, too, by Robocop himself, dead or alive, you're coming with me. And thank you for your cooperation, Kevin Israel. Did I leave anything out there for you, or is it just stripped bare? Um, Dick, you're fired. Yes. And then you took everything else that I had. <laughs> Matt, Matt, any quotes from your side of the fence? No, I figured you guys would get them all. It, this wasn't the most quote-worthy. It's a lot of short, very pithy lines, which 
isn't bad writing. No. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. All right. You know this is my favorite section, Kevin Israel. Guessing who had the shot at the roll. Now, I'm gonna, you so know what? And I hate this section. I don't think I've ever said it because I, I always feel like I just blank on every actor. You're like, he was big from the 70s to 2012, had a rise, had a fall, had another rise. He liked cocaine and he once was accused of rape. Who was that? I was like, I don't know. Half of Hollywood. John Travolta is usually the guest when you make those. <laughs> No, the, you you get some of them, but I'll tell you what. One of them is a no shocker. He was the one of the names of names at the time, and the other one I will. Not, I'm not going to let you try and guess. You're never going to get it. So, give me the name that you think was considered for the lead, huge, huge in the '80s and '90s, for that matter. Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger's correct. I was going to say Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Schwarzenegger. And Rutger Hauer. Really? Yeah. This would have been. Would this have been before Terminator or after? No, this would have been after. After Terminator and oh, wow. Blade no, well, and Blade Runner, very much. That's why Rucker Howard got in the mix. Now, also considered that for really changed it. I know. Out of the gates having yeah. Schwarzenegger at the top, right? But, well, do you know the reason why? He couldn't fit in the suit, they thought. They needed an everyday man and not I was guy. yeah, I was gonna say, what would he have looked like? Yeah. That suit would have been seven XL. <laughs> All right. So considered for the role also of RoboCop and Clarence Boddicker, Armand Asante and Michael Ironside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the same. Repa- I had the same uh, exact reactions of you two just did. It took Peter. It took Peter Weller between six and eleven hours. I know, broad range, to get into the suit. It took him. How many takes do you think it took for him to catch the car keys as he was walking on the police station? How many takes do you think it took from to catch them? Twenty-three. Twelve and sorry, twelve from Kevin and uh, Matt. I said 23. 23. Speak over you, Kevin. 50. <laughs> 50. It's embarrassing. How guess- many times did he say, I'm sorry? <laughs> ah, sorry. Ah, sorry. Ah, sorry. Yeah. Guess who never went? Like- yeah. Yeah. Guess who never went? Like, yeah. I wish we went with Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Guess who never went Peter Weller on his softball team ever? Me. <laughs> I'm surprised after 25, they didn't just say, we'll just, just somebody else's hand. Just go off screen and catch it. We'll edit it. <laughs> Kurt, Woods, Kurt Wood Smith played, obviously, Boddicker. But he also he lost the role of Dick Jones. He wanted Dick Jones initially. But he got the role of Boddicker because he looked like Nazi Heinrich Himmler and was even told by Paul Verhoeven, director, to wear the glasses similarly worn by Himmler. I thought the glasses were a weird choice. Yeah. The film was originally rated X and had to be resubmitted to the Motion Picture Association how many times? Rated X. Five. Matt. Twelve. Wow. I want to see the original cut. It's out there. What scene do you think it is? Probably him being killed. Yeah, getting blown apart. Yeah, yeah, but that's wow. yeah. They're they're fleeting. Uh, RoboCop. Utterly fleeting. Yeah, 
RoboCop was number one its opening weekend, besting a reissue of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, as well as Jaws 4, The Revenge. <laughs> Not a lot of crossover appeal between Snow White and RoboCop. Not a lot of competition. Well, Snow White is a timeless classic, but Jaws 4. Listen, no. I never thought I'd see the day that I would ever see a shark emit a blood-curdling scream as it leapt out of the water and impaled itself on a mast. But then you saw RoboCop. I have to, I have to admit, I don't think I ever saw Jaws 4. <laughs> I have, obviously. It's not good. I think it also has one of the very few honors of having a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. We are going to ask a gutter. Ask a gutter. You gotta ask a gutter. Our first from... Titanenbaum, at Titanenbaum, I am one of those crazy people who likes RoboCop 2 more than RoboCop 1. I don't know where I, don't know where I stand on that. Uh, at Newark Knight, Brandon Oglesby, old reliable. For Matt Laszlo. Wait, was that a question? That was a statement, but I read it anyway. But this here's a question from <laughs> Newark Knight. Was RoboCop. One of you guys said in one of our threads, didn't one of you guys like two better than one? No, definitely not. Hey. No, no. Or maybe someone. So other people did. Who was saying? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Who's more iconic? Uh, I know. No, but there are people in the thread who did say two is underrated and just really dark and uh, in a good way at pedestrian. But uh, at and of course, I like, like I said, the drug I, element of two. It was good, and the, the the first half was all right. I'm with it, and the second half went so far off the rails when they put the guy's brain in that fucking robot. Brain. I, I, that's I, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was. That was terrible. It is. It is pretty cool at the end when he rips it out, though. That yeah. was. That was the only thing I remember of. Too. At Brandon Oglesby for Matt Laszlo, RoboCop was at the top of your gutting list for '80s action movies. If not, what is? See, I got to be honest with people. I tried to go toe to toe with Terminator because I'm a political reporter. I've been in DC now what 16 years in May. So I'm a journalist, but then also a uh, professor. And so I thought I could take on Schwarzenegger, but I couldn't uh, in Terminator. So I had to bow out to that. And <laughs> I, I, egged him on, I egged him on so hard to take it, Kevin, by oh, the way. You did. That was easy. Like, do it. Do <laughs> that it. That would have been fantastic. That would have yeah. really made this month spectacular. I, once I studied the podcast a little more. And then watched the film once. I was like, I have to bow down to the Arnold on this, and I ain't getting in a ring with that. <laughs> that been the that been the roughest tussle you've ever put in part of. I promise you. Oh, <laughs> that or fighting Mike Tyson young. on a plane. I don't know. Yeah, I was young and naive. <laughs> so, what would be your what is so if it's not this film for a top eighties action film? The gut, what would be? Why not? I was trying to avoid that. Um, <laughs> I don't. One of the Rambo's, <laughs> because it wouldn't be Rambo one or necessarily two, but somewhere in there, three. Pretty Afghanistan be, was three in the eighties. Though me. I thought three was in nineties. No, three was eighty eight. So it might be two. It might be two. Two was eighty five. Even be the second half of uh, one. 
Really? Oh. Get- okay. I loved one. I, 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 I like the first three. I actually like the fourth one. It's not bad. For the fourth of what it is, it's fucking enjoyable, and nothing beats him getting on top of a, uh, of a Jeep with a fifty caliber machine gun and just mowing down fucking people left and right, and then gutting them with his knife. It's it's a great hour. And a, it's a great hour and a half. I'm, the fifth one's a piece of shit. It, it, it's Home Alone. It's literally it's literally Home Alone with expl- with with better explosions. Uh, next question. At Lord Snurts, how many more who would win matches would Almighty Ray lose repping Robocop? Haha, inside joke. Taco Shirt Krillin, has Matt ever played the Robocop versus Terminator arcade game? That trash was impossible. I don't believe I have. I don't remember I, that game. I used I don't, to have a. Uh, I had this online show called Bills and Brews. I did it with one of the Comedy Central drunk history guys. And it was me sitting down with lawmakers. They'd drink a craft beer from their district. I'd drink whoever was sponsoring me. And I did play Rock'em Sock'em Robot with former Congressman Jim Moran from uh, Virginia. Oh, awesome. Kicked his ass. And it's... You don't say. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I did a shot of J-Mo with him. Did you, did you play the toe-tapping game with Jim McGreevy in an, an awkward uh, rest stop on the Jersey Turnpike? We don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about the Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> Next question. At Lord Snurts, Matt, what is your favorite evil or dystopian corporate name? Mm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Of all? Of all. Oh, man. Favorite evil or dystopian name? I'm thinking... Dick Nixon? Oh. Okay. Uh, no. I was going to go with Cyberdyne, but either way. I mean, I thought that, that was a shoe-in, but all right. If you... <laughs> but, and, and, of, and, of course, the movie snobs, no one said Hal. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Uh, next one, at Pedestrian, comes back with, of all the actors they could have casted, what agent was like, yeah. Kurtwood Smith just seems like a badass, LOL. Uh, pedestrian, as a little uh, tie into Hollywood I have, it's not the agent that says to casting. It's the producers who say yes to casting. So. Well, insider and that, scoop. And now you know. And knowing is half the bat. Fuck you, Kevin. You should let me hang on that one. G.I. Joe. <laughs> All right. That does it for Ask a Gutter. But uh, let's tell you what Kevin is real now. Again, he's he's back frothing at the mouth yet again. Time to let Matt Laszlo gut gut the, the sacred sacred cow. cow. <laughs> it was perfect on my end. Was it? <laughs> we were so off on mine. <laughs> my internet connection is a little wonky. You first started saying I was frothing at the mouth when you brought up the Jaws 4. Uh, <laughs> I, re- I recycle that colloquialism. I apologize. With Jaws 4, you mentioned what? The screaming or whatever? Yeah. This, I'll fast forward to the robot being taken out like the evil monster robot that looks like a terrible 80s microphone. Um, saying that as an NPR reporter. Um it falls on its back, so the stairs finally take this thing out, and then it screams like a baby. 
Like, <laughs> I wrote down. I wrote. I, I wrote down stuck pig in my notes since you brought it up. Oh, it's it's bad. Uh, it's a roar. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me there wasn't like the sound of an infant in there somewhere. I don't know. Um, too many kids have, or too many friends are popping out kids these days. <laughs> but it's all start with the start of it. Within the first five ten minutes. <laughs> the whole premise of the film is just off. And for one, you also get so my one before my one is anytime someone is killed in this film, it's a minimum 10 bullets. <laughs> um, the first person, what's the poor guy's name? Uh, oh, the, cor- the guy, the, cor- the guy, no, the, the, the corporate, corporate oh, dead King. guy. Mr. He, he, Mr. King, one. I wrote it down too. Believe me. <laughs> Mr. Kinney, poor Mr. Kinney. Well, first off, we just know from the get-go that this whole company is just fine with the brutal slaughter of senior executives. (laughs) And they're running the police department. It doesn't quite seem realistic. And again, I'm saying this from D.C., where (laughs) a lot of things that are seemingly unrealistic happen. Um, But so from that, they just keep the prototype around. And by the end of uh, the film, that same prototype is down there guarding the office. No. No. That thing just shot up with 90 bullets. One of your uh, board members, it's just unbelievable. Um, but then when it comes to actual policing, so we have RoboCop, there's a lot of no-knock warrants here. Uh, a just ridiculous amount. This is a problem we're still dealing with today. RoboCop feels like he's way above the law. Um, so yeah, vigilante justice throughout, but really bad vigilante justice. Um, you never quite feel satisfied with RoboCop. You know, you never quite get that hero um, shot in your veins that you're going for. And probably the biggest critique is, so, all right, this is Detroit in the 80s. Where are the fucking black people? Like, there are no black people in the boardroom. So yes, there are. Yeah, yeah those, those are the, in the boardroom. There's one. One. All right. You said none. Yes, his one. best friend. Yeah, they're buddies. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, pardon me. I will. Johnson. Oh, yeah. The guy who just trips over himself in giddiness, eating the baby food. It's hard watching him. But then you go to uh, the school kids. There's, again, one or two African American hands sticking up. Uh, no black. TV anchors in Detroit, mind you, in Detroit. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of tropes and the policing tropes and someone who's covered criminal justice and policing for Vice, Vice News Tonight, Playboy, all these spots. It just doesn't live up. And even covering the militarization of policing and all these things that we're seeing of late 
it's too much of a trouble to like put the missile on the uh, what is it? The Ed Ed two oh nine oh nine. Oh yeah. So there we go. Bad name for the evil robot Ed two oh nine. He just wants the Pentagon contract. That part just doesn't quite hold up. And was America really in the 80s? Because that's Joe Biden's America. Because Biden gave us the 94 crime bill, which is, was in response to the epidemic they're showing in the 80s. Even Biden, who wants to lock everyone up till today, isn't talking about putting missiles on uh, RoboCops, Nemesis's shoulder pads. So I just don't rate it highly. doesn't hold up. Because of that, that's, that's all it. Is that it? Yes. You want me to keep going? Yeah, you've got as much, much time as you want, man. D- dig that hey, hold. I know. Well, I know. <laughs> so, well, I don't. I want a little back and forth once it comes. But so Lois and this guy, Merv, they're not partners for life. First day on the job. And you're in Detroit where everyone's getting capped on the force. According to this film, there's no real bond that those two have. And then you have all the other officers in the force. And this is actually kind of believable because I am from Chicago. When they're all shooting at a RoboCop, he's rolling down away from him, gets in Lois's car. And they're like, shoot. And everyone starts shooting because they're just cops frothing at the mouth to kill other cops <laughs> in public. I don't know. There were no cameras on them. So maybe that's what they did before we had body cams. <laughs> oh, and then where the fuck does this vat of toxic waste come from? I wanted to believe it. I, I really wanted to believe it. But that was just some drug and pretty bad you mean, CGI. You, you mean in all of your investigative reporting, you've never been to a steel, steel mill in, Pen, or in Pittsburgh and you never found a large vat of toxic waste on any of those sites in any, any kind of expose? That doesn't happen? We've all, been, we've all been wondering where Johnny went, but no one really talks about him. <laughs> that's funny. I think that's all I got. Really? Wow. We got the uh, we got the drive through version tonight, Kevin. That was a uh, a quick fucking sniping here. Oh, I'm sweet. I'm succinct. sweet. Oh, I'm succinct. Oh, yeah. Okay. Matt, give me a number one to ten then of RoboCop, in your opinion. It, I mean, we're talking about it, so it – that means I can't go too low. I mean, you can. <laughs> I know, but – we're not going to be talking about me in 50 years, so I'll give it a four. Four. All right. Not a fan. Doesn't have that deep, visceral hate, but that's fine. You don't need to have that. Just like to, like to hear no, 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 no. I'll give it a – I take this more seriously. Okay. No, I'll, I'll give it a two. a two. It's shit. You know, Kevin, it's I always shit. say that, and everyone always feels the need to change your score after I you just say – You pressure them. You pressure them into it. I felt like it was shit when I uh, said it was a four, and you were like, oh, that's not shit. Like, I literally had to switch to grading in pink because my grading in red would give my students heart attacks. So I 
switch. So that that, that four was pretty damning, but all right. I, I mean, two does it. Two, two does the trick pretty nicely, like multiple Sudafed. That's for sure. Kevin, uh, you want to you want to take off with this one? Uh, sure. I'll lead off batting. Right. So on. first of all, let me explain something. When this this movie came out in 1987, I was Kevin Gautier and I were both 11. Yep. I wanted to see this movie so badly. I can't even explain to you. It's my one memory in my childhood of a movie that I really desperately wanted to see that my parents fought me on because it was rated R. And this gets to my point of what I was saying, Kev, about the marketing of this movie. The commercials of this movie made it look like an action superhero-esque movie. I mean, this was the 80s. This had cyborgs, giant robots, big guns, fights. Like This was everything you wanted out of an 80s action movie. Right. And it just spoke to kids. And this is the least kid-friendly movie, especially in the 80s, that I could probably imagine. I mean, it is hyper-gory violent. It has extreme political undertones. So this movie, I mean, I think, Kev, did you, you wanted to see this movie as a kid too, right? Did well, you see it in the theater? Hell no. So my, uh, uh, very quick aside, being this is your time. Don and Greg Goatee would not let young Kevin see R-rated films in the theater unless they had seen them previously. The films I remember that were R-rated before I turned 17, seeing them in the theater, were A Few Good Men, JFK, and Dracula. My The, the woman who cut my hair saw this and said... <laughs> I want to see this movie, and the one, and I told, I told her that because she was a movie fan, and I go, she goes, oh, I think her name was Sandra. She goes, mom, Sandra saw RoboCop, and she goes, don't you let him see this? No way. I go, oh, <laughs> fuck, yeah, cock blocked you, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, so my parents wouldn't let me see it. I didn't see it until I guess the following year. My buddy got it on VHS and came over and we watched it. And I'm not gonna lie, so I guess I was 12 at the time. It scared the shit out of me. The movie was. I mean, the, the movie is obviously hyper, super, super gory. And the weird thing is this movie is almost like two movies. Like you could watch it as a kid and just walk away saying, oh, there was, you know, an action movie about a heroic robot cop fighting a big monster robot in a gang. And that's all there is. And then there's this other subtle Verhoeven movie, not so subtle, actually, where it just slaps you in the face, where it's a movie about corporate greed and the dangers of privatization and what happens when companies get too big and too powerful and how they don't care about anything but the profit. And, uh, and all his executives are just climbing the ladder. And we don't even care if one of our products murders one of our coworkers as long as we're going to make money. Screw it if it works. I want to pay for, I, you know, I want the contract the military contract and make it happen and that movie is a bananas movie when you think about it and this movie by the and by the way this movie was supposed to be set i think in 2028 so we're only we're only a few years away from robocop the future of robocop and to matt's point i guess then there will be no more black people in detroit i don't know when that happened but um it it's a it's really is a, a, a fascinating movie for 1987 and for the movie that you know, I think the studios, because Verhoeven, I mean, and I forgot that this was a Verhoeven movie at first. And I was like, and as I'm the very beginning with the newsreels, I was like, oh, my God, this is just like Starship Troopers. Bingo. It just has that exact same, like, propaganda feel. And then I, I looked at it and I looked it up and I was like, oh, right. Duh. And it, and it, it 
he makes he does a really good job making these movies where if you just sit back and you have a few beers and you want to watch a movie about somebody killing alien bugs or robots shooting at each other, you can get that from the movie and you can walk away and you can go, OK, but if you sit down and you put your thinking cap on and you go, oh, this movie is really about something else. And that's and that's why it's a fascinating movie, because if you were going to let your kids go see the movie and you were going to go see the movie as an adult parent, you'd walk away with two completely different experiences from the movie. And it's a, that's an amazing complexity for a 1980s movie. And speaking of 1980s movies, watching this reminded me of some of the great things that we don't have in movies anymore. The 80s movies relished violent gore. Yes. Name to me the last violently gory big box office movie that you've seen. You can't do it. Saw it. But that, okay, and that's fair. But that movie was meant to be that. The whole yeah. point of that movie was was gore. Like the, the gore in this movie was kind of a side effect, you know. Like this, it was just violence, and oh, we're going to show a guy's hand explode, and him stare at the bleeding stump of his hand, screaming, and that serves no purpose in this in in the plot or in advancing the story. It's just you. You're, we're going to horrify some people. I watched this movie last night with my wife and her mother. and i looked and i looked at my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law loves movies and i looked at my mother-in-law and i said this movie is incredibly gory just so you know you might not enjoy it i'm happy to go upstairs and watch it by myself and she goes no 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 she's like i think i saw this and you know whatever i mean it was made in the 80s how bad could it be wait tell me tell tell me tell me wait wait hold on wait tell me you took the remote and aimed at i go what and just clicked press in her face she she screamed so many times at this movie and then and for the toxic the toxic avenger scene when when they were when they were you know chasing around the 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 steel mill i was like you're not going to want to watch this scene it's awful and she's like she's like after that murder how much worse could it get i was like oh it's gonna get bad (laughs) and you know what And and it does and I remember as a kid, the scene where the guy explodes. First of all, I like that, it, I, that. And this was also an 80s thing. Toxic waste. Toxic waste was this just this kind of generic chemical that was put out there. And it could do anything. It could give you superpowers. <laughs> it could melt through steel. It could turn you into a gooey mess that's about to get blown up on a car. Like toxic, toxic waste was just whatever we wanted it to be in the 80s. It was kind of like communism and the Russians. They were just bad guys and they're going to just suit our needs. And it, that scene terrified me as a kid watching the guy explode on the windshield of the of the car it was it it just it just it really scarred me and i remember for weeks i kept thinking about that scene and how horrible it was and we don't get that anymore from really mainstream big box office movies and i don't know if it's for better or worse but watching this i was like i kind of missed like that goofiness that violence where it's like obviously theatrical and cinematic like now now violence in movies either has to be incredibly realistic to the point where it's almost it almost deadens you because you're like eh, i guess or it's marvel violence that's just ridiculous and you could never believe it like this violence is like oh my god like it it, it kind of affects you inside 80s violence the other thing we don't get in 80s movies is just random from from movies anymore that we got in 80s movies it's just random nudity like, like there's r.i.p 
it just like they did they all need to be naked in the shower to get like what was the what, point well, of hold on hold on when you're in the shower do you expect to see people with their clothes on no but I like mean, like let's see the whole scene all i know uh, i know it just wasn't and it wasn't like it was like oh look at all these hot women naked it was just normal people walking around naked it was just yeah. but that was the 80s 80s like it's like you checked off a box uh, like, it, do we have it, just random nudity yep. it was okay, it wasn't good. it wasn't dina meyer and starship troopers walking in to take her shirt off to take a shower with everybody right. else at least, who at was attractive you, right at least they, that you watch you go okay i'm gonna see something cool here this yeah. is just like nah, there's nah. all right and but the the <laughs> the thing i did love about this movie is the ford taurus <laughs> that that car and i i meant to look it up and i didn't but i'm pretty sure th- that was the redesign of the ford taurus and this v- this movie was the vehicle no pun intended for pushing that car out there you are the ford- you're 100 right that was one of the fun facts that it was based on was oh was it, it? it yeah it was yeah so and they made the ford taurus by the way look much cooler than the Ford Taurus ever was. Because if you ever drove a late 80s, early 90s Ford Taurus, it's a dog shit piece of car. And by the way, it does not sound like what those cars sounded like. That was a V8 rumbling. And Ford Tauruses had shitty four cylinders and maybe a six cylinder. I have, um, I, got, I got news for you. I used to drive a 2000. I don't even know. I was a drug rep for Merck and our company cars started in 03 as Tauruses. And then I guess when the Taurus got retired, we then got upgraded in quotes to Chevy Impala. So yeah, when I would be at a, a, a bar meeting girls like, oh, what do you drive? I'm like, oh, four Taurus, but I'm a drug rep. So I have a free car. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the difference. Yes. Ignore the man behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> but. Um, oh, yeah. And the other and, and again, the other thing that we miss, aside from just gory, just horrible gore is just wanton death. 80s movies loved people just dying to die like the scene with ed 209 murdering that guy it's it was still a shocking scene to see because you really are in the moment where it's just this innocent guy trying to like like he thought it was he never thought that was gonna happen and it and it's just so over the top violent that it, it that still hit me you know all those years later and i haven't seen robocop in in years i, I and the and going back to the the mix of movies there ended up being a RoboCop cartoon. There were RoboCop toys. There, I mean, there was RoboCop video games. Like they really saw the like the RoboCop. And I don't know if maybe they didn't realize it at first that kids were going to want to be into this. But after they sure did fucking glom on once they realized kids like the RoboCop. And God Remember, knows, if, well, they did the same thing with Rambo. They gave Rambo toys in a cartoon, 100%. and the same fucking rules apply. That ain't for kids by any stretch. Right. Right. And I, and I, you know, to that point, you know, there were kids who watched the Robocop cartoon who were then like, hey, can I see the movie? And his parents were like, uh, no, no, you can't. <laughs> or they probably didn't even realize. And then they, they, their eight year old kid ended up watching a toxic Avenger explode on whatever the fuck, the six, the 6,000 sucks, which, by the way, is also hysterical. The fact that they named a car 6,000 SUX, but then they never actually said sucks brilliant and it and it again beat Verhosen was just beating that drum of just corporate greed and we know it's a piece of shit and you're still gonna buy it like it 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 really he really beat the point to death but it's all it's sat it's satirical so it it felt right and it felt like i got it and then and then also there's sub subtones of unionization and they wanted to strike and there's there's so many little nuances in this movie 
that are all packaged in this big Hollywood blockbuster action movie about a cyborg cop. It, it's it, it was it's really impressive. And like I said, I wanted to see this movie as a kid so badly when I finally saw it, it horrified me. But I still loved it. I ended up ha- I had the action figure. I had a poster. I had all the, I think I had his, I had the, the Ed 209 as a child. I thought was the coolest robot ever designed other than Voltron. Like I I thought it was such a badass. And you're and you're absolutely right, Matt. It does look like a mixture of a shark and a microphone. Um and it roars and it cries, but whatever. I still thought it was badass. It had guns for arms. I was 12. That was as good as it got. I think I fucking had that. All of, all of that said, that. watching this movie <laughs> was, was so much more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Like, I really yeah, enjoyed it. Because you were making your mother-in-law squirm and stuff. Well, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that, that it definitely added that. I'll probably give it an extra half a point for making my mother-in-law scream. But <laughs> I see you, it really, it re- and I really saw so many layers in this movie and it sounds, and I feel like one of those asshole critics that we talk about and shit on, but there really are so many layers in this movie and they're all enjoyable and they're all meaningful and you can take away from this movie, whatever you want. You want it to be an action movie? Fine. You want it to be an a socioeconomic discourse on corporate greed? It's that too. Like it's, and it's, and it held up. Most of it held up. The only thing that really didn't hold up was Ed 209. Ed 209 walking looked like Jason and the Argonauts, the monsters, the claymation monsters oh. from the, like the, the late 70s movies that we loved on the creature features. But other than Ed 209, I thought Robocop looked great. When he takes his mask off, that, the makeup, fantastic. Like It looked incredible. He looked great. The suit looked great. The setting, looked, the setting was done really well. The guns, the violence, I thought everything nothing really lost too much and even if it did lose it it still it still gives it this little like and i'm gonna murder myself for this word but this patina that you say oh i I still enjoy it i know but that was that was the word that popped to my mind kevin and i blame you for reading all those amazon reviews for me and i I swear (laughs) i thought you're gonna tell me zeitgeist to go you son of a bitch i will never say that this student has now become the master I'll never say that. And to top this all off, my wife watched this and she'd never seen RoboCop before. She thought she did. She never saw it. And and the movie ended and she looked and she went, you know what? That was a good movie. And I was like, really? So so the fact that this movie and my and my mother-in-law did end up enjoying it, aside from wetting her pants when people kept getting murdered. The fact that I could enjoy it, my wife, who's eight years younger than me, enjoyed it. And my mother, who's significantly older than me, enjoyed it. My mother-in-law, who's significantly older than me, enjoyed it. That really says something about the movie. This was so much better than I thought it was going to be. I really, really enjoyed it. Does it pass the remote test? I don't know that this movie is a movie that I would like be like, oh, my God, I got to see that scene. Or I got to watch this again. Probably not. But I really enjoyed it. And it's a movie maybe a few years from now I'll watch again just to to, to talk about it. it. It was so much better than I thought. Uh, I, I give it an eight. What? You know what? I'm not surprised. Why am I going to say, wow? No, I, I, I knew you'd give this high marks so again. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Done this over 130 episodes. Of course, these <laughs> these notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you get to find out the fun stuff, where we are up to, and of course, some sweet-ass merch. Like, I'm wearing a shirt right now. Look at this, baby. Yeah, look at that schmedium. And of course, Kevin, let's talk about our favorite little nutritional supplement we drink every morning. That's Athletic Greens. Had some, I don't know, about five hours ago. One scoop. You know what? And it costs less than three bucks a day. And is that you also love to say the taste? My wife goes, is it really that? Is it good? I go, it's good. It's not that chalky shit that we were used to choking down before. This is good. What other reasons are you a fan of Athletic Greens for? I like it because it's got all the stuff you need. It's got the vitamins, it's got the minerals. It gives you energy. It gives you focus in the morning. Uh, I've said it a thousand times. I've substituted my morning cup of coffee for a cold glass of athletic greens, and it really does work. It tastes, it tastes okay. It, I enjoy it. I, I don't dread. I don't have to hold my nose when I'm, when I'm chugging it down. Um, even my wife's tried it and she says that she likes it and she doesn't like any of these supplement type things. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's a great product. It is a great product because there are 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by athletes all over, and it costs less than three bucks a day. It's cheaper than getting all the supplements yourself. The owner of Athletic Greens tried doing it, you know, creating all the supplements that are in it. It costs them over $100 a day to do that. What a waste of money. It's lifestyle-friendly, vegan-friendly, dairy-free, gluten-free, keto, paleo, and less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, none of that nonsense. And, of course, it supports better sleep quality and recovery. Recovery. And of course, they're good people. Why? Because in 2020, Athletic Greens donated over 1.2 million meals to kids. Athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. Athleticgreens.com slash GTSC notes. I started to tell this at the top, but I'll finish my story about seeing as a kid. I didn't see this. I saw when I first saw it, I saw the Channel 7 version, Kevin Israel. I saw this. On, <laughs> I didn't get to see this on VHS until much, much later. I go, oh, this is not bad, right? And the cool part was, I'll never forget, they showed a preview for coming out this summer, RoboCop 2. So that was 1990. I finally saw <laughs> RoboCop. Just to give you an idea what kind of uh, sticklers Don and Greg were for R-rated films. Awesome. Paul Verhoeven sure does love to do semi-nude shower scenes, doesn't he? This and Starship Troopers, and of course, yeah. the, and of course, a three-titted alien in Total Recall. Man, that guy has hit the hat trick of heaven. <laughs> I would absolutely advocate to have an Ed Two Hundred Nine in every work meeting because anyone who uses shitty cliches like twenty thousand foot view, <laughs> ping, or parking lot that gets a chest full of forty millimeter ammo. Oh. And if you raise your hand to make a point one minute before the proposed ending time of the meeting, you get thrown a vat of toxic waste. That's what Ed 209 is going to do for me. Matt seems to like that idea. Yep, hands down. Too bad about, uh, what's his name, the guy who got shot in the beginning, King? Did I get that right? Kenny. 
Kenny. Kenny. Too bad, Mr. Kenny. Oh, that's life in the big city. I don't think Mr. <laughs> Kenny came. I, I don't think he woke up that day and figured, I'm going to face gunfire at my white collar job. Life in the big city. No, when you go home from work or come to work, sure, you can get stabbed or mugged. But in the boardroom, sure, corporate espionage, political backstabbing. But nay, <laughs> 25 rounds in the chest during the middle of an exercise. I don't fucking think so. The RoboCop video game was fucking awesome. I loved it. The Commodore 64 game was the complete opposite. A vicious piece of garbage. And by the way, the first and only game I've ever played where baby food restores your energy. (laughs) Alex Murphy must have a watered-down version of Super Captain America's Super Soldier Serum flowing through his veins because... He was still standing 15 shotguns rounds to the chest and arms later. That man has an insane core. And then he gets shot in the head and doctors are still trying to save him after he's been capped in the fucking head. I didn't go to med school. I just went to drug rep school. And I know that much. A bull in the brain means adios. Speaking of my mother-in-law, when that ha- when he went through all that, she looks and she goes, I thought he was the main character. And I was like, just keep watching. She's like, there's no way he's still alive. I was like, oh, it's going to be a long movie. <laughs> she doesn't. Your mother-in-law does not comprehend foreshadowing all too well, does she? <laughs> if you were to become a robotic cop, fellas, what your, would your name be? Mine would be Cyber Honky. RoboCop's gun is fucking awesome. Got to be in the top 20 weapons in movies history. Possibly top 10. I could be convinced. The mayor who holds the people hostage and demands a recount. That's hilarious because it's indicative of today's timing, uh, a la Trump. Will it have cruise control? Sure. We'll throw in bucket seats. Don't fuck with me. (laughs) I absolutely love the interstitial news segments and commercials. This, this is quality satire. Not that idiocracy shit that you guys try and shove down our throats from Mike Judge in office space. No, this is quality satire. Because you know why? It's funny and it makes you laugh. And it doesn't try and escape by by being ironic. That's why this works. I don't care how bad you get caught talking shit in the bathroom. I would never ever wave the three shake of your dick rule and then piss my pants like that executive did when Dick <laughs> Jones came out of the stall. I'm going to get fired. I'm not going to piss my pants for this in the process. I thoroughly enjoyed telling a wannabe manager at a previous job that his opinion doesn't matter and watch him spurt a fucking coronary artery, uh, artery out of his side of his neck. So I side with Bob Morton telling Dick Jones to get the fuck out of the way. This score is sneaky good. Hits the key yes, emotional moments. Very memorable. You can hum the theme. Maybe people know it mm-hmm. like movie nerds like us do. I like the score. I, I have it on my phone. One I part does. Totally good. agree. Thank you. If Emil, the guy with the on the bike, is a, as a great shot as he states that he is, why not just shoot Robocop in the face instead of hitting him about three out of 20 times at the gas station? Stormtrooperitis is rampant in all films from 77 on. I, I would be hard-pressed to think of a better idea than installing virtual 
home realty agents, one of the most annoying breed of people. They're like CrossFitters and vegans. They'll announce within 30 seconds that that what their career is, and I hate them. These people believe they are much more important than they are. I, I would love a station there just to have you walk through with a computer, you press a button and get all my information there instead of having some jerk off. Well, you know, this is pre-war, which means it's a senator. Yeah, I know what fucking pre-war is, stupid. I got I to gotta tell you, Kev, you're 100% right. Thank you. And while we might not be there for real estate agents yet, I bought and <laughs> this isn't a commercial for them because they're not sponsoring us, but they could if they wanted to. I bought a car through Carvana mm-hmm. uh, just a, a week ago. And there's no car salesman. And it's the best thing in the world. You just pick your car, you apply for financing, and that's it. Yeah. And, okay, it, so. that's, and that's the future. <laughs> well, I took a, I was going to sell a car in Carvana and go, oh, wait a minute. They're giving me $2,500 less than the Blue Book offer? Suck my dick. So then I parked in front of my father-in-law's house, and it sold a week later and got all my money. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, LOL at the world's best dad coffee mug with a big chunk missing right out of it, right on <laughs> Carvana. Yo, the Kevin's money. Thanks, Matt. I knew you'd be a friend. I got you back. <laughs> I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, a chunk missing out of that coffee mug, uh, right on top of the counter in the middle of an open house. That was an interesting choice made by Paul Verhoeven. Does that mean the dad is shattered is, since he's now a piece of him is gone? Is that what they're trying to do? A little symbolism? I think I'm reading too much in this action film. There were women dancing topless in that club. I've been to Vegas, I don't know, 35, 40 times. I've never seen women dance topless in clubs unless they're, at, they're in cages or having dudes through dollar bills at their goop shoots on stage, but not in clubs. Goop shoots. Good word. My favorite, my favorite, holy shit, did they just fucking write this part? A gun to Bob Morton's face, and one of the whores asked, Hey, Bobby, you gonna call me? How about calling the cops, you moronic twat? I love when Matt laughs, he, he waves his hands in the air. No one can hear you, like, gig, like off mic laughing. It doesn't do any good. Because I'm like, this is your time, but I'm like, yep. You're yeah. allowed. You're allowed to laugh. It's okay. I we 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 appreciate that. The drug house scene where RoboCop fucks up Clarence Boddicker is fantastic. Shoots up people, fucks, the, beats the piss out of him. By the way, Clarence Boddicker is a fantastic, sadistic movie villain. Humorous, cold blooded, flies way under the radar on top villain lists for films. Grossly underrated. RoboCop is a great character. He plays that robotic blandness to a T, very tongue-in-cheek, and perfectly stays in his lane. Ronnie Cox is in a bad guy in two of Verhoeven's films, this and Total Recall, which is an interesting twist yeah. because he's a good guy in Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. Why? Oh, you guys already said it about the Ed 209, but I said the squilling pig sound. I don't understand why he would make that sound while falling down the stairs. Didn't, didn't understand that choice. Robocop. Oh, go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> he sounded like the. Now that you said it, he sounded like the um, or the Gamorrean guards. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna get choked in Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> and now take that sound and imagine that on a nonstop flight to Tokyo from Newark with a baby crying next to you. That would be a reason to pull the uh, emergency <laughs> door open. Robocop with his face shield off looks like a much cooler version of the Bor- of the Borg. You hear me, Star Trek nerds? Much cooler. 
Emil crashing into the toxic waste is one of the greatest kills in movie history. How original is that? He looks like Tara Reed's vagina has legs and arms when he gets hit by that car. Why the hell would Dick Jones keep a loaded handgun in the boardroom? I know it pays off in the end. Either way, he doesn't even shoot it. It looks like someone took my earlier advice about keeping a deterrent in a corporate America meeting for chatty Cathy's. But no one has a gun in a work meeting. That's loaded. That's a lawsuit. And I'm a lawyer. You're the lawyer. And I'm pointing that out. Everything about this film fucking works. There is zero fat in this script. An hour and 40, bing, bang, boom, stories told. The action is great. There is fantastic humor and satire. The villains are assholes. Boddicker, as well as Dick Jones, are fantastic dickhead bad guys. The film, of course, it's aged a little bit with the special effects at 209. It, it's it's very wonky. But like you said, Israel, RoboCop looks pretty goddamn good. I buy everything that goes on there. Uh, I absolutely love the story. It easily passes the remote test. Eight and a half out of ten. I fucking love this film from Jump. And I said, there's no way in hell this guy's going to have his prayer in hell, in hell about this one. I love RoboCop and you do too, it looks like. So, eight and a half, eight and a two. Now, Kevin, it's time for you, those. Oh, go ahead. To your point about how good RoboCop looked, to, to your point about how good RoboCop looked in the original, when they made the remake, you would think that they redesigned him to look better, and he looked worse. I'm always going to just defer to your knowledge because I'll never watch that fucking reboot because this one was done perfect the first time. His gun holster. 100%. Kind of amazing. I love that. You have to admit that's cool yeah, as shit. That's kind of the best part. And I did dig the propaganda feel. Um, that's why I got it too. And he does it in Total Recall and Starship Troopers. And I, and I, and I, and I get a kick out of that. Okay. Let's see what the elbow patched assholes supping down on a, on a pipe are going to say about this one. Critics, five star reviews. Five-star reviews. Five-star reviews by critics. Verhoeven's view of America, characters, extreme evolutions in capitalism, media influence, desensitization to violence, gentrification, where, and perception of our heroes, each in our service of a greater conversation about identity and culture. Raise your hand if you picked out what oh. the theme of that guy had to say was, or girl. No, didn't think so. He has a dictionary. Yeah. This, 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 the thesaurus is a lot more deadly in some people's hands than, robot, than uh, a machine gun in Ed 209s. Paul Verhoeven was reticent about taking on the job at first as he saw it was just another brainless action flick. Lucky for us, he came around, seeing as it was the perfect chance to present cutting, albeit campy, commentary. That's fair. What follows uh-huh. is a what follows is a blast of an action movie that still manages to be funny, touching, and has one of the best ending lines of any movie ever. Really? Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Murphy. Paul Verhoeven on Blockbuster Explosions, like Douglas Sirka on Lacrimose Households. 
This guy wrote the review for his equally queefy friend who would only know this reference. He might as well have taken this opportunity to shout out the fifth lead on his high school play. I don't know Douglas Sirk, and I don't want to lacrimoses. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm uneducated in that department. Perhaps our, our man on the street, Matt Lazo, would care to clue us in. I've got no idea who that guy is. Well, I feel a lot smarter now, Kevin Israel. <laughs> <laughs> Should I? Uh, I mean, well. Hey, Critic- I've written a lot of op-eds in my day, and I haven't read them. No. Critics. write them. One-star reviews. Critics. One-star reviews. Critics. One-star reviews. RoboCop relies for most of its impact and, more disturbingly, for much of its comedy on an absurd exaggeration of physical force. Hmm. I think they missed the point. The story amounts to a celebration of of brute force in a crudely etched and law and order context. You know, when when RoboCop was shooting bad guys, I didn't hear a shung shung, did you? When are these reviews from? Are they contemporary or, or some from back then? Rotten Tomatoes. I grab the ones that uh, I go from top to bottom, most recent to uh, most uh, not recent. So uh, these were, but I pick and choose. It's, it, it's all in order though. So I'm going to say these are all start, most recent to uh, oldest, older, excuse me. Uh, whatever it may have been in the minds of the writers, Edward Neumeyer and Michael Miner has more trouble emerging from Mr. Verhoeven's sizzling battles than poor Murphy does from his robo suit. Anyone? No. These guys. I'm getting all the one-star reviews, negative five stars. Like, right. The reviews suck. <laughs> the pl- <laughs> the I'm one. a reviewer. Like- yeah. The last one. This plot is supremely cliched. How? How is this cliched? I wonder if that one was like 2022. Like, nope. Yeah. Cliched yeah. now. Cause... Yep. <laughs> this movie's 2035. Excuse me. Years old. I think this wrote the book, folks. I'm going to start yelling at people that can't answer me back. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five star review the ooze. It's time for Amazon five star reviews. Five star reviews. So I used to think that this was the same for everybody else, but of course it isn't. Growing up in the seventies and eighties, I perceived America to be dominated by bloodlust and fear. Sure, I went to the overnight party where everyone watched Commando and cheered and knew the names of all the weapons. Me too. Mm. But Breakfast Club was more my style. I already don't like this guy, no, Kevin. This is real. person's an asshole. Yeah, I hate that. We all both hate that film. Uh, by the end of the 80s, I had much more power to decide myself what I wanted to see. And RoboCop was a definite opt-out. One day at my best friend Duncan's house, the TV was on in the basement. The basement? And I happened to see the scene where a thug drives his car into a pack of toxic waste and comes out all rancid and melting and finally ends up going splat against the car. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. <laughs> that's it. Yes, that's it. They just just summarized one scene in the movie and his life <laughs> and his shitty movie taste to boot. Next one. 
I could go on about the merits of the film itself, the tight writing, the memorable lines, the iconic performances, the timeless visuals, but I enjoy conversing about those details over writing about them, and the Blu-ray really brings out the best in those conversations. So, check it out, enjoy it, and then call me. We'll talk then. Oh, and seriously, fuck the remake. Great. Next one. Absolutely great. Actually, excuse me. Absolutely great picture from start to finish. I was skeptically. I was skeptical, especially since I already bought the trilogy with a 2013 4K remaster of the first movie. But since I paid five bucks for it, this wasn't a painful double dip. Next one. Dark dystopian cyberpunk action with a decidedly dark sense of humor. A modern classic. This person decided to go, ooh, ooh, no one else wrote cyberpunk? I get to be the first one, yippee! (laughs) Asshole. Finally got around to watching this piece of cinematic gold, and it was way better than I expected. The acting is okay, the effects are campy, and the story is great. I hope the sequel holds up. Uh Uh-oh, I hope they don't have high hopes for Wall Street 2 as well. (laughs) The smell of money? Yeah, money never sleeps close. No, that's right. I should have been the smell of money. <laughs> you know, you, you know why I knew that because I was googling. Go, I pick on too many of the easiest, obvious, you know, shitty sequels. I googled worst sequels. That was like number three that popped up. Go, that's a winner, and that said, money never sleeps. You go, that's what they also said too. I forgot about that, and now I remembered. From hearing all these uh, reviews, I think my biggest contention is that it's not. Well, I think it's accidentally campy. I think you guys all give it campy where I'm like, no, <laughs> like he stumbled on something. Other people took this as campy, but you guys are giving them like a lot of shadow of the doubt where I'm not. So if you take campy away, then you guys are all like, oh, it's shit. <laughs> but when you say campy, you're like, oh, we're going to give him a mulligan or whatever, a gimme on that. Even if you take the campy and interstitials out, it's still a badass fucking movie. I'll I, give you that, but... Yeah. I it's, that's, an, that's an added bonus. That, those are added bonuses, again, with, the heavy, with, with, with some of the heavier-handed tones, obviously. That's fun. But again, if you, oh. see, if you just watch us straight... If you watch us... If we all sat down went in the time machine, watch us as 12, 11-year-olds old again, we're all back in fucking fourth or fifth grade, whatever it is, I guarantee we're like, that movie's fucking badass. And forget all the other bullshit, the subtext. My fucking Hopkins master's students are getting uh, some of those commercials just with no context. <laughs> <laughs> Hopkins Those Community Ho- Hopkins Community College? Uh, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> Amazon one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. Here come the Amazon one-star reviews. Used to be one of my favorites. I did not recall the language being this bad. Must have watched it on Sci-Fi or some <laughs> other station that cut out the bad language. I hate toilet language. Signed, Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Next one. When I, when I saw this movie back in 1994, I did not seem to care about violent content in the movies. But that was six or seven years ago, and I haven't seen the movie since. I just rented the regular movie edition, R-rated, not X-rated director's cut, on DVD. And I had seen the X-rated director's cut and thought it had ruined such a great movie. But then I saw the R-rated version and saw how graphic and gruesome the violence was so much in this movie. I will never look at RoboCop in the same way. I will never buy this on DVD or VHS again. If you have a weak stomach that gets 
sick after watching body parts fly in the air and see a man get brutally murdered, then stay away from this gore fest. Worse than the Scream trilogy! If you want to see Robocop, just rent the third one, which is PG-13 and has less violence in it. Take my word for it. But then I ask you, you have to sit through a shitty film with less violence. That's not as fun. <laughs> I don't know anyone who has seen RoboCop 3, and that came out when we were, I was, I'm going to forget, I was a junior in high school, and my mom's like, are you going to go see it? I go, no way. Yeah, I didn't see it. No. It wasn't even Peter Weller. It was another guy. I only watched this entire movie because it was so ridiculously bad. Bad acting, bad story, just plain bad. Written by Donald J. Trump. <laughs> It's the worst. I forgot how much unnecessary swearing there was in this in this film. Horrible dialogue, exaggerated acting, awful, sensationalized brutality. By the way, is that sensationalized brutality? Is that some kind of new finishing move in Mortal Kombat? We can only hope. Kevin is. Yeah, thank you. I write these jokes and sometimes they pay off. Kevin Israel, did Matt Laszlo got the sacred cow? I don't think he did. But Matt, we appreciate you coming on. You gave it the old college try. Unfortunately, you ran up against a Titan in a cybernetic armored outfit that was bulletproof. This is uh, this movie. I, I really I, I and I, I'm really surprised again by how much I did enjoy watching it last night. Um, but it was a good effort. <laughs> I enjoy. I, I agree. It was good. If you're was a real good. man. You would have brought your mother-in-law on. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'll have her come up here and tell you you didn't got it, too. Oh, oh, no, I can't handle her. That's hilarious. Neither can I. <laughs> I knew that was son of a was coming. <laughs> Matt, tell the folks what you're up to again, where we can find you, what, you're, uh, what you've got brewing besides teaching those, uh, those kids. Um, part-time professor, full-time asshole on Twitter. I uh, cover Congress and stuff. I'm a snarky little bastard, but then I'm also a reporter, so I tweet out what they say, um, working on some books and other nonsense, but I'll let you know. Word. Please do. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming. Kevin Israel, what about yourself? What do you got coming up? KevinIsrael.com for comedy dates. Um, looking like a good May coming up and some June is filling in. And uh, check out my album, The Struggle is Real, wherever you get I, you know, wherever you get downloadable content. And more importantly, leave us a five-star rating and a quick few-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. Kevin Goatee continues to cherry-pick gems that we love that make us happy because you guys are saying such nice things about us. And we want to appreciate you. Uh, and, and KG does it with love online. I sure do. KevinGoatee.com for more general horseplay and tomfoolery. GuttingTheSacredCow.com. If you want to advertise with us, GuttingTheSacredCow at gmail.com. And like Kevin said, leave us that five-star rating, two or three-sentence review. And uh, check us out everywhere, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and hell, that's right, the metaverse. So when you're done beating off to some random teenage runaway, fire up the old GTSC podcast in the metaverse and hang out with us for an hour every week. Matt Lazo, we thank you so much for coming on. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, saying Avita Zen. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.